I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, I haven't talked about sweepstakes and lottery scams for a while, but I got a report from our local sheriff's office that made me realize I needed to once again bring this terrible scam to the attention of our listeners. Well, Vicki, how common is this scam? Patty, it's estimated that one out of every two American adults plays the sweepstakes and lottery, so it's very common. And unfortunately, Older Americans tend to be the most vulnerable to this particular scam. Vicki, do you think that's because they tend to be more trusting and believe what people are telling them? Absolutely. Many years ago, there was a movie called Nebraska, and Bruce Dern played the part of this senior who got caught up in this lottery scam. And when his son tried to talk him out of going to claim the prize, Bruce Dern's character said, well, they wouldn't have said it if it weren't true. And that's what a lot of these seniors believe. And the story I'm going to tell you illustrates how these crooks can set someone up to really believe them. Oh, Vicki, I remember that movie, and particularly because my home state is Nebraska. There you go. (laughs) There you go. How old is the victim in your story? Well, he's in his 90s, and he lives alone, which is pretty impressive. I'm going to call him Fred, which is not his real name, and it all started with a phone call. So Fred was told that he'd been selected by computer as the winner of a prize. So Fred was being careful, and he requested written confirmation of this prize, and he got it by email. It was from Mega Million Sweepstakes. So this email showed various prizes and explained how Fred was also eligible to win part of the $18 million cash prize. Had you ever heard of Mega Million Sweepstakes before? Yes, unfortunately. It's a scam that's been around for a while, and obviously it's still operating. So Fred got the email, and attached to the email was lots of information. There was a full page with a big congratulations on it, along with a phone number in big, bold print, and the names of the accountant and the president of the board of Mega Million Sweepstakes. And this page has a stamp marked approved and the name and the logo for Publishers Clearinghouse and the Better Business Bureau. So the email came with lots of other supposed documentation and endorsements, including a picture and a bio of the founder of the company. Wow. Better Business Bureau and Publishers Clearinghouse, two legitimate organizations. That would make the organization seem trustworthy. What did Fred need to do to claim his supposed prize? Well, he called the phone number and he talked to a Donald D. Barry, who was president of the board, supposedly. So President Barry told Fred that he'd won a car, and he even sent a photo of this very beautiful 2019 Mercedes-Benz. All Fred had to do was send a check for $3,999 for something called the Certificate of Approval. 
And get this, President Barry also gave him a phone number of a former winner so he could call this person and find out how this all operated. So Fred called the number of the former winner, spoke to this person, and was assured that everything was legitimate. Oh, poor Fred. I mean, that's what we're all supposed to do is to call someone to verify that unfortunately information came from the scammer. This sounds like a very sophisticated multi-marketing scheme. It sure was. Lots of different things going on. Did Fred send the money? Yes, and he also sent $15,000 as delivery insurance. Apparently, this was to provide insurance for the car in transit. Oh, that's just terrible because I'm assuming no car arrived. Was that the end of it for Fred? Well, Patty, that's right. No car, but it was not the end. President Barry told Fred he had to change his phone number, that robocalls were getting in the way of the safe delivery of the car, and this is why the car hadn't arrived. And he also tantalized Fred by telling him that this computer had increased his prize, but Fred, of course, needed to send more money to claim the increased amount of $5,500,000. Now, Fred at first balked, but then he decided to send $250 by Green Dot Card as instructed. Wow. I'm guessing that the scammers somehow realize that their victim is in so far they don't want to back out on the chance that they will actually get the promised prize. That's exactly what they do. They draw in the victim little by little by increasing the supposed prize and, of course, also increasing the amount the victim has to pay to win the big prize. And, Patty, the list of fees goes on and on. And one of the documents that Fred got in this email was a list of the different kinds of fees that he was going to have to pay, the processing fee, the state taxes, the state stamps. Customs, duty and tariffs, shipping and handling, insurance and fitness. It just goes on and on and on. So after Fred gave the scammer the number on the back of the green dot card, the scammer then told Fred that he was actually going to send him $30,000. All he needed was the number on Fred's bank account so he could deposit the money directly into the account. Oh, no. So now the scammer has access to Fred's bank account. Exactly. And it gets worse. The scammer then tells Fred that he needs to draw that money, the $30,000, out in cash, package it up, and mail it to him in a, quote, show of good faith. Now, why they thought Fred needed to show good faith, I have no idea. Gee, Vicki, this is a sad one. Did Fred send the cash? Yes, he carefully followed the instructions that President Barry gave him, and he sent off the money in a box by UPS, $30,000 in cash. Oh, my gosh. So was that the end? No. The scammers next told Fred that they were depositing $50,000 into his account, but he once again needed to draw the money out in cash and mail it to them. Did Fred send the money? Well, he was going to, but fortunately, he went to the bank just to make sure the money was in his account. The money was there all right, but it was his own money. 
The crooks by now had access to both Fred's checking account and his savings account, and they simply moved the money from his savings account into his checking account. And thankfully, the bank teller was able to figure this out. Oh, poor Fred. What was his reaction? Well, he describes feeling shocked, betrayed, devastated, and he confessed to the teller that he'd been scammed, and the teller was very helpful and told him all the things to do, including shutting down his bank accounts and reporting this to the police. Now, Patty, this discovery happened in the nick of time because as Fred was confessing he had been scammed, the teller was counting out the $50,000 for Fred to box up and mail. Oh, my goodness. Thank goodness. That was lucky. So I guess this was finally the end? Well, unfortunately, no. Fred, ever trusting, got back in touch with the scammer to let him know how betrayed he felt. That was when the scammer let him in on, quote, the big picture. Because of all the money Fred had supposedly won, there were some major expenses that Fred had to cover, requiring payments in the hundreds of thousands, much of it for taxes. And this scammer also told Fred to quit worrying about the money, that he would get it all back and much, much more. What did Fred do? Well, given the large amounts of money that were now being requested, he felt he had to, and this was his word, disengage with President Barry and swallow his losses. Wow, what a gentleman. Disengage, that is a nice way of putting it. What were his losses? About $50,000, but this still wasn't the end. The crook changed his phone number and then called again, saying the car would be delivered the very next day upon receipt of $1,000, which Fred sent. Now, Fred is still hoping Barry will deliver something, and Fred even gave Barry his checking account number and social security number so Barry could deposit money directly into his account. So the bank contacted Fred, said his identity had been stolen, and had him change his account number. So, in the end, Fred still held out the hope that this scammer would be as good as his word and an honorable person and do what he promised. This is a good example of why scammers prey on the elderly. Absolutely, Patty, and as you said, a very sad story. It really is. I'm so sorry to hear that he got scammed in that way. So, Vicki, I hope you have some good news for us. I do have some good news, and it is right exactly on point with this sad story. So this is from the Department of Justice. This was a recent uh, bulletin that I got from them. And here's the caption. Members of $11 million international marketing scheme sentenced to prison. Apparently, three individuals were sentenced to prison for their roles in an $11 million marketing scheme that defrauded primarily elderly victims in the United States from call centers in Costa Rica. Now, these scammers contacted victims in the United States and they pretended they were federal judges or officials from other federal agencies. And they contacted mainly senior citizens to tell them that they had supposedly won a substantial sweepstakes prize. And, of course, they told the victims they needed to make a series of upfront cash payments before collecting the prize. 
So just to give you an idea of how difficult it is to investigate these cases, this was investigated by a team consisting of the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, the IRS, the CIA, the Federal Trade Commission, and U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. So a large task force always needs to be put together to investigate these cases, but hopefully they caught Fred scammers. And this is the reason why everybody needs to be encouraged to report. Absolutely. And some people may not believe they're being scammed, but if they have any any doubt at all, Vicki, would you encourage them to give you a call to check things out for them? Absolutely. And let me give you my phone number once again. Area code 805-568-2442. So 805 568 2442. Well, Vicki, thank you so much for the great service that you're doing for our community. I want to uh, remind listeners that they can listen to past episodes at hub4podcasting.com. Just go to Scam Squad and all the episodes are there. So that would be another way to uh, review all the different scams that are out there. We really appreciate you, Vicki. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Patty. And until next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.